Good evening, citizens. My name is Ban Shattersong, captain of the Bloody Hand Mercenary Company. And today, I will be Chris. Hello. I'm also joined by Matty and Sol, my fellow striding members. Uh, say hello, you two. Hello, Hi. you two. We have the delightful, <laughs> the delightful job today of talking to you about a certain player event. Uh, this one in question being Walk the Longest Path. Or was it walk the longest paths, plural? Anyway, the uh, there were definitely, I think there was technically one path we trod, excuse the pun, but it was indeed a long path. And without waffling anymore, this was a player event all three of us went to a few weeks ago, and it was centered around the idea of walking the trods. So this was set in Eversley at Islarp, uh, was run by uh, by their team. And it was, you know, overall, I think we can all agree, a fantastic event. A lot of fun and had a really good time. Yeah, shout out to Johnny and Kitty who run ILARP and run mm. this event. Yeah, it's absolutely awesome. It was my, uh, my first uh, player event as a player rather than running one. Yeah, very true. Same. Yeah, same. That was fun. Gosh, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, touch, we'll have to touch on QGIT in the, in the future, but today we'll focus on Walk the Longest Path or Whittle Up. Um, doesn't really roll off the tongue as well as QGIT. But short of making up new spitting sounds, uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to do our usual dissection strategy. And this is cutting it into the three separate days we had. So Friday, Saturday, and a little bit of Sunday, similar to a, a mainline Empire event. And then what we're also going to talk about on each of those days is kind of our like, OC opinion of this. It's quite, I would say, quite unique player event. Uh, a lot of the time they're, they're quite static, but actually having hiking involved, which is quite a hard skill, let's call it, was it's quite interesting. Uh, and also not to mention that this event was actually booked and planned pre-COVID. So what, two, two and a half years in the making? And uh, boy, did they, boy, did they deliver. But we'll also be talking about our IC characters, you know, what the combat was like, what it was like with some uh, certain new characters that we're all dearly in love with, may or may not be called Kronk, <laughs> and also our, um, I guess, our close encounters with death. Yeah. That, uh, separate and together at the same time, but on happier notes, not talking about holding holding Baron Izzy dying in my arms. <clears throat> we'll be talking about the uh, Friday. So, I guess to kick us off we finally had the chance to sit down and talk as a striding and how how fun was that we won't go into the details but uh of what we discussed <laughs> <laughs> just too much plotting that we can't talk about absolutely but... so nice. my god for for a striding of such lovely people we literally <laughs> never see each other in the field really um we're, the we're problem bound together... with an ambition striding yeah we're bound together <laughs> by our ambitions but uh, that means we're always busy doing our own things off the other side of Anvil. Only really catch you in passing. But no, we, we set up, we went to the, the, the inn that was there, the tavern. We sat down at a table in the corner and had a good old chat. And that was good. Yeah. I think that's actually more like, well, I was going to say one-on-one, -on -one, I guess. One-on-one-on-one -on -one -on -one chatting that we've even been able to organize to do like online before that event and before or during or after e1 yeah definitely 
We haven't had that much FaceTime with each other at all. No, I I certainly could tell because I I don't know about you two, but I definitely was like, I'm enjoying this so much. I really don't want to stop just having a chat because <laughs> we just don't. There's there's always someone else there, or someone's missing, or someone's got to go and do something, and you never quite. I mean. How often do we get to do it in such nice surroundings as well? Oh, yes. What was, to all intents and purposes, like an icy tavern in the marches, which was just so cool. Like, hovering around in the corner as people came in and out, talking and Bloody trying now. to let people hear about what we were saying. <laughs> it was great. It was so good. It was nice to catch up, and it was nice to get the icy time and do the roleplay kind of conversations that we don't always get to do because it has to quite a lot of the time sort of segue into OC planning mm. especially when you know they're having these kind of discussions at you know OC at a pub we have a catch up you know once every blue moon when we're all in the same country let alone city <laughs> um, yeah and you never want to go too icy during those moments because it always feels a bit cheap to be doing that yeah, yeah. I, I, as we've discussed recently, Empire is not technically a find out in play system, but there's sort of that honor system that makes you think, ah, oh, but I don't really want to like sully the the field moments by doing all of this planning or talking in a serious way. Like we talk about other stuff all the time, but to actually go into detail about our as as our characters about what we want to do and what we're doing and talking to each other and arguing as well. <laughs> yeah. What was it when you two said, I think we should also take the brand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, hang on, hang on, everyone. It's a democracy now because two of the three of us have voted it. <laughs> like, hang on, this is not what I announced myself a dictator for, I suppose. But uh, I was, yeah. Brand shatter song, not brand shatter song. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Land shatter song, more like. Ow, ouch! No, I... Gosh, that like cleave my leg. Ah, you have just segued onto another thing of this event, which is just coming up with ridiculous names for band shatter song. Yeah. <laughs> that was a highlight. Man banter song. Man banter song, and a poor Dan Bracken song out there. Oh is yeah. Probably in future going to be uh, mistaken for band shatter song. Mm. It's too close. Yeah. Not intended either. It wasn't. No. It's not deliberate. Have a, it was fine. Yeah, have some interesting discussions with militia officers in the future, I suppose. <laughs> and uh, also, who could forget Longhorn Mc? Give me your loud face. Um, <laughs> if someone could remind me of that <laughs> character's <laughs> name. You and Liao face. That's why I laughed so much. <laughs> I was like, what? Until I realised it was referencing the horns. Yeah. Because he's a changeling. But... Yeah. Yeah. I'm and not the worst thing is, is I knew exactly who it was. <laughs> yep, yep, that's, yep, 100%. Yeah, I need to get better with names. Um, uh, you touched there on the on the scenery of the, you know, being in, a, in an IC tavern, and it's it's worth mentioning for anyone listening who hasn't been to the Eversley, slight, um, Eversley site, that they have these two awesome villages. Uh, it's it's part for Lark, part for Airsoft. One's a Wild West theme, but it's pretty like, I'd say, ah, oh, what's the right word here? Like low branding. Yeah, thank you. Agnostic. It's not clearly Wild West. It's not like you know, you know, like I don't know, Derringer revolvers all over the place. That's, yeah, know. it wasn't. It didn't put us out of like immersion to be there. Yeah. Saying that it was Empire. 
It was really good. Yeah. Like added to the immersion, you know? Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Having actual streets of these, you know, these actual wooden structures that we got to camp in, no tents involved, mm -hmm. literally staying inside these little wooden cabins. Think of a, a very fancy double-sized garden shed and you're probably along the right lines. I mean, ours yeah. had, what, bunk beds in, didn't it? It did, yeah. Well, so what I found out, I don't know if you knew this at all, but each cabin is built by someone and the agreement is that if they come to site for an event, then they get, obviously, to use the cabin that they build. So they're all built by someone to their own specifications, which is why the one we were in had that little chimney space is because the people that build it normally bring a camping stove with them. Was this the chimney space directly above Sol's head? Yes. yes. But <laughs> in the of the builders, they would normally sleep in the bunks, not in, you know, the actual bit that they built to sleep in, rather than under the chimney spout, where there would normally be a chimney. <laughs> I didn't really predict that one. No, no impossible I, to. I had it in the back of my mind, because I obviously I laid back, ready to go to bed on the first night, and I went, huh, that's, that's an interesting, like, Patched hole. <laughs> Glad it's not raining. Little skylights. It was uh, awesome. And sure there's enough. just so much more to ever see than just those villages as well. Mm. The site was very, very good. Um, so many places that you could, you know, flavor as lots of different things, hide an encounter in. We used a lot of it over the weekend. We did, and I think they did a really good job of, like, not trying to fit every area in all the time so it meant that even like because obviously we did the big walk on saturday which we'll go into more but then even by the end of saturday and sunday we were still seeing new areas and it just felt really organic the way that they did it coming in and out and using the space they just used their site really well which obviously they know the site really well which must help but wow it was well planned <laughs> Definitely, and some of the, the glades and the roads we ended up on during the actual walk. It wasn't just mm -hmm. a case of slapping us repeatedly around the face with the admittedly very nice villages, but mm -hmm, we managed mm -hmm. to use two different villages and represent, I think, four different physical locations. There was a fort as well, wasn't there? And the fort, I think, was the only location that we actually used twice. Oh, no, we did use the Wild West one twice, but really barely like the the second time we were in the wild west village we didn't stay we only really touched on it and that was the final day i think so we hadn't been in it the whole day before uh no we did use it three times but oh did we yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we had combat encounters there. oh yeah. yeah we had the sneaking one as well i forgot about that yeah we we raided it on the saturday i believe for a cart of watering cans and oh, then there you go Look, i didn't even remember that we <laughs> three times because you know, it felt like such new places. Oh, they were yeah. vastly different every time, and mainly because you were approaching from different sides. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dressed up differently, and there's different people inside. But, uh, there was but, also, yeah. I think, we'll carry on still. No, go for it. All I was going to say is that I think everyone, like both crew and players who was there, they were, because of the site, because of the level of playing, all of the above, like they immersed us so much that it was so easy to believe that kind of thing mm. and not and just like get carried away and be like, yeah, okay, of course, we've been walking the trods from 
Uh, I believe it was, we started in Upwold in the marshes and traveled along the border up to Miaran. Um, and it was just so believable. Like, it, of course, this is a completely new place. Mm. You know? Of course, these are completely new people because the crew have to recycle so many times over the weekend. And uh, I mean, out of character, you recognize all of them straight away, but they did a fantastic job and everyone took it really seriously. Like they, mm. they weren't serious, but they took themselves seriously, which meant that it felt easy to like get in the swing of it and make it feel real, I guess. Yeah, there was no hubgub, the orc, the Jotun orc, which, you know, okay, I'm firstly guilty of playing on the main field. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they were... Than when you crew, like, a very intense, small player event, like, it's not hundreds of people, so... Because mm. there was about 30 of us walking in the end with about 15 yeah. crew yeah. so yeah around about the first it's pretty small yeah mm -hmm. but big enough that it was it was quite grandier oh yeah it did not feel yeah. small but yeah so what size what what else happened on the friday it was mainly just kind of chill uh chill time really just kind of socializing in character so after our little chats i think we all kind of went off I ate a lot of cheese and mm. uh, ammunition with Cory Wayfarer, which was good fun. A trend you would continue, um, the cheese specifically, <laughs> for the rest of the weekend. Uh, and then we ended up playing lots of dice, right? Oh, Liar's Dice. Yeah, and there were some great games. Was it Puck? The, yes. Uh, yes, the, the, the younger Thorn who uh, has A, developed a taste for it, and B, a winning streak that I'm quite envious of. <laughs> Robbing me of a. Not so bad. Yeah, it was the uh, ridiculous, ridiculously accurate. But I guess it's not quite guessing, but uh, it certainly feels like it at points. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we had a we had quite a few people cycle through, didn't we? And just that kind of. I think my I guess my final point for the Friday would be the amount of characters that I I think we all recognise from other player events and and mainline events. That we actually got to stop and talk to, you know, including ourselves. Yeah. But we actually, um, Rivadi, for example, um, I've seen them around the field at player events, uh, maybe five or six sentences of dialogue. But actually having 10 to 15 minute conversations with all of these different, you know, heroes of Navarre, that was awesome, like totally awesome. And finally catching yeah. up and asking, hey, I saw you do this thing. What the hell was going on? And, and getting the backstory yeah. from it. I think that's yeah. the good thing about a player event, though, is there's there's no real like uh, your draw to go and you know you haven't got to rush off to military council, you mm -hmm. haven't got to rush off to all of these meetings, you haven't got a time limit ticking down of I have to get this traded by the end of the weekend and whatnot. Yeah, well, you it's going because I mean, the, the, the event itself is you know a, a lovely little story. It is downtime, really. Uh, as a as a background thing we're not yeah so we do have time to sit around and chat mm. Mm. yeah saying it's downtime is a really good point and you're also i know we were literally going out on a walk but it, in many ways you're kind of stuck together for the whole weekend which mm. means that you are coming back to the same people over and over so you don't just have five minutes and then you might not see someone for the rest of the weekend but you also, there's no pressure to get everything done, so you can just talk about, you know, normal things that people would talk about and just do it in character, which helps you build your character, helps 
immersion feel better. You get to do things like your your dice and your games that you just don't like. It's so world building, but you don't really, unless you're playing in a particular way, get to do that much of it in that kind of way at a main main event. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it was downtime for our characters kind of as well, but it was a really nice downtime like for us, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. And on that point there on the on the world building, our objective was a variety of different towns, right? But yeah. because we're all going out, all doing this, you know, for the people listening in, these these walks were what was it? Uh, like a three-hour walk and then a two-hour walk on the first day we did yeah i think three and a half hours then two hours and then i think we did a third one didn't we yeah and there's a little one like a 40 minute one on the sunday the final one yeah 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 that was like through the herb garden and stuff down like real hills and things Mm. 20 kilometers in total yeah yeah 16 on the first day on the hot day as well. So yeah. yeah, should we should we talk about that? that yeah, definitely. In the morning. Yeah, my point was going to be around the um, the your personal objectives at a mainline event are all very different, but at this event it was walk to the place. So to your point, Matty, around right. having the time to do stuff and just talk about idle you know, idle chatter almost. It was it was perfect. So so we woke up on the uh, Saturday morning, bright and bright and bushy. Not too hungover. <laughs> um, and we armoured uh, up. We armoured up. Mm-hmm. We did. Wandered over to the rest of the group that had kind of formed, ready to start the walk. It's like 10 o'clock, maybe 10.30. And, you know, we were told that we're going on like a three-hour walk. Really hot for England. Summer's <laughs> out. A lot of, you know, made sure we've got our waters, our backpacks. Uh, and everyone else kind of looking around. They had they had their weapons, right? But there wasn't too much other other pieces of armor. I think I think there was like one other piece of heavy armor. With well, us. there weren't even really that many weapons in the end. Like no, most true. people didn't bring them on the first one. I think most some people didn't bring them to the event. Mm, yeah, well, that's another point. But we'll get to combat, I guess. <laughs> I was gonna say it was only because I think we'd all kind of talked about it just before the event as to whether or not we were going to bring you know our full combat kit basically like would it be necessary and from an oc point we were all like yeah okay might as well because we don't Mm want to be caught out being silly and die essentially which in many ways mirrors our icy (laughs) foreshadowing (laughs) and foreshadowing exactly Um... yeah so yeah, we were we were standing there, all in kind of. I was in my full chain, which mm-hmm. first time Same. I was wearing it for D one properly. Very uh, good looking chain. Whoever helps you yeah. pick it is clearly some kind of fashionista. Oh. <laughs> no, I wonder who that was. Um, it was me. Way, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> no, it was it was Chris. Uh, and then I had to lug it all the way back from Gloucester, but it was worth it. Mm. Um, us thorns shatter song, full armor looking across the rest of them and we, I, honestly i don't know if you saw it we were getting looks of like <laughs> we're going on a walk <laughs> and they're, they're doing it in chain how silly <laughs> um and obviously chris all i remember right at the start of the walk we started going off you, you were in a bad state already yes i was not hung over <laughs> or in any way in any way indisposed and unable to walk a long distance 
earlier night than um, than Martin, aka Travid Longest Path, but it still had been a Friday night of fun. <laughs> yeah, it had, had been pretty good. But anyway, Sol, apologies. Uh, I was whining, bitching, and moaning uh, to <laughs> to set the scene. Yeah, Farron took uh, his place as essentially the uh, stridings. Please hold this. Yes, you were. But you know that's what Farron's for. Uh, I had a nice little backpack as well uh, that I, I bought yeah. kind of last minute, and it went over the chain, and I could fight with it. So mm. that is an excellent purchase. Didn't you say that after the first combat you actually didn't realise that you were still wearing it because yeah. you'd forgotten about it during the fight? Yeah. So that that was an absolute steal of a, of a purchase and um, means that I'm not going to run out of snacks or water on uh, mainline battles anymore. Mm. Oh, true. Yeah. You can just wear it. I can just wear it. That's fantastic. So you can um, carry all of my snacks then, yeah? All of your snacks, all of Bad's snacks, Bad's jumpers, whatever he's taking off. Uh, Bad's Oh, for goodness sake. Well, <laughs> I don't know why you trust me with your snacks. I am still hungered of the dragon, you know? Hmm. Um, but yeah, so we, we started the hike, right? Um, we're all in good spirits, apart from Bad. Getting steadily hotter. Getting steadily hotter, and... Uh, we then heard some cries, right? Some oh, cries no. for help, yes. Yeah. Encounter number one. Hmm. If, uh... Along the way, there were... I want to say three or four encounters, just, like, on the trods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the... First one, first one was building. just... Was a, was a bunch of people, hacked to bits, on the floor. I, I saw two ears... There were a lot of ears, yeah, a lot of ears. A lot of ears. There's uh, <laughs> something about a Dornish troubadour and a bunch of a ruffians, ragtag band. Chris, could you tell us anything about um, bandits and how they operate? No. Keep going, Sol. <laughs> <laughs> well, from from no experience of anyone in this striding, I, I know that they don't tend to just go for ears. Uh, <laughs> but it it, it uh, mainly turned out that was that was just you know some some great great role play for the physics um, and some well as uh, well I'll say it again foreshadowing mm. yeah that was a good warm up war. as well it was it, it set the scene so well of oh no we could always say oh there are bandits in these woods and we get attacked and like that's fine but this this set an element of a threat. Of danger, yeah. finding all yeah. of these, you know, sort of about five or ten imperial citizens just in varying states of not okay, lying on the trods, and they're just walking into them. Like, oh my goodness! Yeah. All of these ears. It sets your expectations to be like, okay, at any point on this walk, we could come across something, because I think until that point, I want to say, all of us had sort of, sort of been thinking that on the walk there wouldn't be any encounters or anything and we would get to a location and that's when you know in the back of your mind you think okay well that's when things will happen but by putting us in the way of these people or them in our way rather it sort of made you go oh it nope <laughs> it could be anytime it could be anywhere 
which for the thorns and the, the fighters among us was, I don't know, from your, from your perspective, but certainly from mine, I was like, oh, now we're talking. Now this isn't just a walk that's like mm -hmm. just about icy because we're just having a chat. Now this is role play. Like now yeah. we're in the game and we've got to stay in the game. Which but I, so I think that awesome. was exactly that. I think it was role play. I think still in the back of my mind, I was going, because we have been told out of character there will be no like combat or anything on on the walks so mm -hmm. even though i was role playing like oh i better keep watch better you know yeah make sure you still it, know it was full like role play well we thought we knew right <laughs> <laughs> we went along it was a nice long walk the first one i think was the longest um it was the longest path. Down. it was the longest path lots of ups and downs bit of mud but everyone was kind of enjoying themselves we're kind of passing in between different groups, talking to all of the different people along. It was a beautiful location, and it was really nice to just keep like changing who you were walking with too. Yeah, yeah, slow down a bit. As well. The bards, but not just the bards, also just people were singing. It was great. Mm. And we we felt a little uh, a little smug, didn't we, after that first encounter with our chainmail on, everyone else looking a little bit shiftier in their thin cloth, and us <laughs> in our mighty metal t-shirts. We suddenly started looking at each other like maybe we're gonna end up at the front of this line. <laughs> <laughs> and but, uh, I, but again, I wasn't stressed. I was like, "There's no combat on the on the paths because we're on public footpaths." Yeah, and you're I... still like waiting to get to a location, still probably. Mm. What was the the next encounter we had? Was it the Blood Red Roads? No, we had it was a the High Guard. It was the Grey Pilgrims. Ah, yes. Uh, some grey pilgrims, we had some blood red roads. The, the we leaguers were, they were, <laughs> they were great. Yeah, they were fixing the blood red roads or something, it was fantastic. Yeah. Because obviously, in this location, they have paths that are through the trees, which were the trods, but they also have big foresting paths, which are much more sort of sandy and they look more like roads. Mm. So, they really cleverly placed it, I think, and set it to say that. Oh yeah, this is between Upbold and Miaran, and this is one of the blood red roads that we keep kind of crossing over because of an icy point. Like if you know the map and you're kind of into all that detail and depth, then you're like, oh yeah, there is a blood red road that goes around here. I know that that's kind of the pathway, and it. I mean, I'd just been learning the map, so I was sort of quietly on an OC note vibrating and vibrating. But it worked really, really well, and it made their encounters work really well as well just those little ones that mm. happened after the first sort of um the physicking one which were oh there's people up ahead oh no it's fine but you're still on edge but you get to do some role play and you're kind of off edge but you are on edge and that felt very naval i think in many ways to be traveling like hmm anyone could be a foe but oh it's okay but stay on your guard oh it's okay but stay on your guard oh meet these other people that you know you might just normally come across on the trods and it's yeah. it's worth noting that our walking band was mainly navar though we were joined by a couple of uh, others uh, particularly yeah. a we had some urizeni and yeah. a very very cool varushka mage mm. yeah. we'll get to later and cool. the big one was a great pilgrim i believe the other mage very tall I, one. I believe, I believe that was a, was a great pilgrim. He was yeah. uh, our little NPC along for the ride. Mm, had a great gruff voice that they put on and maintained Incredible. for the whole weekend. <laughs> so good, yeah. 
Um, but then we got to kind of, you know, it was very hot. I've been taking on lots of water. Um, eating lots of snacks along the way. Still in the chain mail. It was quite warm. Um, and then we, we get told that we're going to stop for lunch, right? Mm. We're all thinking, nice. That's, that's been like a good three-hour walk. We didn't bring the food because we were told we didn't need to. Cause it's, yeah, we would be back. Yeah, get heading back to camp. Um, so we head up and we get to this fort, mm. and we're, we're getting told, yeah, cool. So we're just gonna have lunch here, and some of us are kind of looking around, going, "Oh, I, I thought we were gonna go back to get our lunch, mm-hmm. but uh, that's okay. Have a quick sit down, get some water. We'll head over in a second. And uh, Matty, you also want <laughs> to go back and get your get your lunch, right? No, uh, I had been. I had been bursting for the loo for a while. Because it's slightly longer <laughs> to just go and pee behind a tree than it is for you two. Chainmail notwithstanding. Um, so I had actually on sort of a semi-OC note asked Johnny, who was playing Hal Greenfeet, uh, a.k.a. Sarge, who was basically the, the NPC guiding us along the trods. Um, and I'd asked him, like, should I you know, just behind a tree like at the previous uh place we'd stopped or something and he said oh no no it, just wait you know we're we're gonna be pretty close to camp soon you can just nip up and use the portaloos and i was like cool that's fine so we got to the fort and he, and i was like is this a good place he went yeah, yeah yeah this is fine just walk all the way up that road and you'll get there just keep your hand in the air and i was like okay cool and i just start i like put my spear and shield down and i just started walking <laughs> and then Ta-da! Boom. A couple Shout. of people. Varishkin, I believe they were. Yelling some abuse at us. Armed. From somewhere down the path. Only counting like one, two, then then Ban and I immediately going, right, here we go. <laughs> Pushed around the left side, ran into another couple hiding in the bushes. And it was yes. at this point we realised it was about to kick off. Ambush time. The, the, the combat was actually happening, and looking at each other as the only armored people <laughs> visible. Uh, that yeah. we, we learned later that one of the other person technically did have their brigadine on, but yeah. we were the only clearly armored people on the field, and Ban yeah. didn't even have a weapon. Yeah, <laughs> some of us brought armor, but no weapons. I am a support so, player. <laughs> Just explain quickly for anyone who's not been to site that when you think of bushes, you might think of like the forested area on the battlefield at Mainline Anvil. But these bushes were super thick, super tall, and they had all these twisting alleyways and you genuinely could not see around them. Mm. So it was so um, it was so easy to like hide around them and it was so good they could literally were on top of us when we first saw them. It yeah, amazing. like five it's meter, so five meter engaging distance. Yeah, it really made a difference to to the feel of it because you didn't have to be like, oh, should I be pretending I don't see you? You know, you never quite always know on the battlefield once you go through the gate. Sometimes, like, oh, is that really a fence and can I really see through it, or am I kind of supposed to abstract layer, pretend that I can't see around it, kind of thing? But this, you just you just couldn't see. Yeah, it made it really freaky when. Uh, Farron and I went off to the left. We thought there was just one heavily armoured uh, bandit, and there was actually two more on my left, even further around on the flank. It gave like me a ra- like a 
rabbit run or something. Yeah, and I was like, ooh, let's let's get out of here because this these these uh to get around these let's call them mega bushes, the technical term, right? <laughs> there were some yeah. very small little gaps, you know, wide enough for a single person. That's it, barely enough to swing a sword. And I thought this is going to be a horrible place to get killed yeah. because no one will get to you and no one's going to be there to save you. I'm glad you, glad you spotted the people on the left because I hadn't. Uh, I was well prepared to just charge that first guy. Yeah, when it came round, I had that worried look on my face. <laughs> just, yeah. We need to go, yeah. Baron. We're we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> we're up shit creek. There are no paddles, and there's a thunderstorm on the horizon. Shatter song, oh, yeah. armed with Baron's weapons. Yep. Uh, Larkin, Larkin has my uh, my spear, but granted, yep. it's, it's really Larkin's spear at this point. Baron doesn't <laughs> use it. I'm a I'm an ambi, so I handed Ban my smaller sword, acceptably, um, <laughs> and and whipped out my dagger, which I have to say. It's honestly some of the most fun I've had is just dagger and sword. And I can see why people genuinely use it. A little bit less of the uh, protection, but very offensive. It was very fun to play. Mm. Very offensive. Uh, very <laughs> fun. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe this is a good segue into just generally talking about how we found combat over the weekend. Then. Oh, well, boy. I think, I think this first one, just to kind of wrap it up, was quite a long scrap. With yeah. some some fairly armored bandits and some fairly unarmored uh Navari taking this all on. Pasty civilians. Um, <laughs> physics hastily trying to sort of organize themselves, which physics. to their credit, they did. They did. It was a little bit, you know, kind of sporadic. We haven't weren't prepared for combat. We still didn't really know each other by then. So yeah. no one was really prepared. We all kind of split off into different groups. Big bonding and, moment. And they mm. kept coming in from different angles, and we were splitting off into groups. And uh, I kept going. I went down a couple of times with some low hit points. Um, and then there was this genuine moment where uh, Larkin, you'd gone off with some, some lots of them, kind of chasing them. Yeah, I went off to the right to wrap around some. Yeah. And I, I, I just couldn't find you. Like. Van had been screaming on the floor. I don't know what had happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> the Probably poo had you. finally left my body. Have you seen Larkin? No. Shit. <laughs> so he, I was genuinely stressed as Farron wandering around. Like I hadn't got to the stage of shouting because I kind of thought Larkin's all right. You know, back of my mind, yeah. Larkin's all right. But it was about the two-minute mark where I hadn't found you looking down two different wings. But I was like, well, no. <laughs> this is awfully close to three minutes of no contact. We all know what that means. But then you wandered back. Three-minute bleed-out timer. I know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Should have made that. Sorry. <clears throat> the three-minute bleed timer. Better. <laughs> Unless you're hungry. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or you have other things that make it different. But yeah, generally three minutes is how long you go once you drop to no hits before you are dead slash terminal. But it's it's funny because um, on a more OC note, I'm probably the one out of the three of us with the least combat experience. Certainly the least combat experience with the combination that I was wielding. Um, yeah, but just the least combat in general, let's face it. So I don't think it was an unreasonable assumption that if I had been the one armoured person on the other side, I could easily have gone down. Now, luckily, I'm fairly tanky because I know that I get hit a lot, so I've popped my hits for that exact reason. 
Well, in, this is like yeah. some of the first times I have been slightly more tanky. Normally, I run around in lights, so to be running around in chain. Yeah. Feels good, doesn't it? Um, it does feel really good. Like, I'm like, this is proper steel steel chain, so I'm feeling yeah, the weight of it's it, cool. the, the momentum. It swishes. And, uh, it's amazing. It feels <laughs> cool. But yeah, basically, this this early combat, I think most people were a little uh, unprepared as well. I think the NPCs weren't warmed up. I think we were warmed up. And we had our most energy. So I, I found myself charging in, blocking things to the left, like just kind of getting in close and just absolutely stabbing the bandits up and having an absolute whale of a time. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I think on a, on a kind of a, a more all-round note, it was that first combat no one was kind of ready for it and i think over the course of the weekend the combats got harder yeah but also we got we got better uh, yeah definitely we understood what other people could do there's a lot more you know, like structure to the way we were approaching fights um and yeah no it, it felt good overall i think the one downside of that first combat though was uh gravity cast a strike down on myself Ooh. And I went pummeling <laughs> oh, yeah. down, uh, powered by the momentum of that extra weight the chain gives, and slammed my knee on a, a root. And uh, I, I, I was genuinely cleaved uh, for quite a bit of that battle, uh, mainly because it was quite painful. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I, was, yeah. I was worried that that was it for the weekend, but uh, fortunately, uh, I made sure it was all right. Yeah, I managed to tough through. Up. Yeah, and uh, you kind of honestly, to. it was one it's of fine now. It's just pain. Yeah, it was. It was definitely one of those where you're exhausted, but because of the setting and the costume and the character and everything, you kind of just keep going. Like, I mean, we we were all dead on our feet with the weight of the chainmail. I know, Chris, your chainmail wasn't quite as much, but it was a lot still. To be doing all of that walking and the uphill and the downhill and the and forward the rolls and the fact yeah <laughs> not this time I didn't notice any but also the fact that because we're all in armor and we're quite heavily weaponed well some of us got big weapons um, we were charging <laughs> forwards a lot so we were running perhaps slightly more than some of the others so it all just added up but on a very general note before I forget to say it that combat more so than the others because it was just us in our armor and mm -hmm. like really heavily weaponed and everything kitted out i have never quite had that reason to be pushed forwards and just charge into the fray and be at the front because i've never been the tanky one or the super good one mm. so i don't know it was amazing it put me super into the character got me really involved in the combat and I had an absolute whale of a time from that point onwards like honestly that was really the beginning of the whole weekend for me and that's the beginning of me going uh, what an amazing event <laughs> I, I, love, I love that from you because uh, my whole reaction to that was uh, you know obviously everyone at the start of the combat was like everyone to the you know Evies to the front, and I just looked at them and went, "No, I'm prepared. You're not. That's that's basically <laughs> my view on things. I'm not dying because I've got armor on. Doesn't mean I have to fight for you. Uh, but that's that's a that's a that's my opinion. <laughs> uh, yeah, and just being, 
Oh, that was just, more just, of a, just the experience a of of knowing things on the field. No, it was definitely icy. I no, no, but say. for me, I think it, oh, it sure. pushed me forwards from an OC point because it's normally OC that I have that one little bit of hesitation that just mm. stops me from like charging forward in a skirmish, which we know maybe in Anvil like mainline events they are often quite deadly, but also you know i'm always surrounded by people who are a lot better <laughs> than me and i don't quite have that reason like the need to jump forward so it's one of those things like until you actually you have to do it because there's no other option i kind of i'm always fighting with myself to try and be like yeah, just go yeah. and do it because i regret it every time i don't and i at e1 um fighting with you chris like i really made myself do it I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to use a roleplay effect. It's going to help. It did help push me forwards. I had the proper loadout that actually worked for me for once. And I was like, screw it. It's It's got to happen. But there was still that little bit of me that hadn't had the practice. And walking along this path was where those two things combined, where I was like, I have a reason, both IC and OC. I don't have an excuse or like someone to hide behind. And I finally got the loadout. Time to practice. And my god, I have never done anything like it. It was amazing. It's also one of those skirmish type like uh, battles that you don't get to do that often at Empire. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the smaller scale, very very intimate combat in a way because you mm -hmm. do. It's a lot more one on ones, and it's a lot more a kind of just just making the best of what you've got. Well, we won't jump too far forwards, like straight away. But when we eventually get round to Sunday's combat, mm. just a big thumbs up. I think we all agreed with that one. Oh yeah. I mean, I think, and I hope, and I, I, I'm not even hope, demand that you all agree that there is a particular encounter that is the best of the weekend, without <laughs> exception. And I refuse to listen to any other logical argument about it. But that yeah, that will yeah. come later. But yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess that kind of leaves us at the exactly halfway point of the weekend, doesn't it? Sort of one o'clock in the afternoon-ish of the it's, of the Saturday. It's a half oh, sorry, Sol. Your uh, your mic did the thing where it freestyled, and it freestyled <laughs> itself around the bowl of a tree, and we never heard um, any of it. All I said was, <laughs> it may be the halfway point of the weekend, but it's only just begun. Yes. <laughs> Yes, the warm-up is finished. The yeah. beginning of everything else. The beginning of the rest of the weekend, some might say. Mm. It, was, me, it was not the end, or even the beginning of the end, but the end of the beginning. And I hope I got that quote right. Um, <laughs> and I, I think what we'll do, actually, dear chums, is we'll cut the this episode here, because we're running at 43 minutes and 10 11 oh, seconds God, i know no it's good it's good but I'll, I'll chop these into two things things being episodes because what i'd like to do is it's it's i like you said this has laid the foundations and next time i want to drill into the combat some of the encounters we had some of the npcs then also how like what i think i didn't note it down for this episode but i really want to dive into it next time is how the group bonded 
because by the end of it, it was almost like watching characters level up in front of your eyes. You know those mobile games where you see like level 1, level 10, <laughs> level 50? It was like that because by the end, spoilers everybody, we had 15, sorry, nearly 30 fully armoured citizens raging into these combats. Uh, like you said, yeah. Sol, the combat got harder but because we got dead hard. We got harder with a apostrophe as the <laughs> as the hours and walks and days went on. So yeah, definitely want to explore that as a theme. But uh, thank you both so much for surrendering 44 minutes and 14 seconds of your evening to me. <laughs> That's okay. For you to yeah. have a laugher, always happy to talk about laughs. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Don't worry about the fact that we've probably spent actual hours already talking about this exact event. We're happy to do it again. Yeah, and again. And again. And again. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, until next time, dear chums, uh, keep your blades sharp your wits sharper, and should you come across anything called Kronk, immediately send me a winged messenger. <laughs>